Hello and welcome to the Chatterkey podcast where we review movies, TV, video games if you get can be asked to and uh you know talk random shit every now and again. Uh, I'm your host Drinking Thomas Hughes. I'm joined by the lovely Hayden aka Lickler. Mm-hmm. And today we're continuing on with the Disney Descendants trilogy by covering Descendants 2 released in 2017. Mm-hmm. 2 years after first one. But set 6 months yeah. after the first one. Don't question it. Yeah, don't question it. I mean, you can tell it's there's a bit of time because guys look older. Yes, and yet it's only meant to be six months later. <laughs> yeah, Disney Maybe. logic. Disney logic. Okay. okay, fair enough. Um, obviously, Descendants Two follows the group again. Mm-hmm. This time, as they're kind of splitting apart. Obviously, Dove Cameron's mm-hmm. quite, character. Obviously, Mally's kind of splitting from the group because she's, she's had enough of mm. being treated not evil. Yeah, it's more of she's. Trying so hard to fit in by being someone she's not, where everyone else are just being who they are. She's the one who's felt like she had to change. But she's so, more in the spotlight than anyone else. Yeah, because obviously she's with the king to be to be engaged to be engaged. She's with the, the king. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, then the uh, evil threat this time is from <clears throat> back on the aisle again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time it's caused by the fact that they got sent to the. Uh, yeah. Um, what's the kingdom called again? Oridon. Oridon, that's it. Because like, they got sent there, you know, Ursula's daughter, yeah. and, uh, wow. you know, the pirates, a bit pissed off. Yeah, which, obviously, a lot of her, like, animosity towards Mal is because of their history. Because, obviously, Mal used to bully Uma when she was on the aisle. Bullying her shrimpy. Shrimpy. she's small. <laughs> so you can tell, like, a lot of that built-up anger that Uma has is then focused on her and Ben when they were sent to Oridon and end up being the perfect intimacy couple. Obviously, that would piss someone off. Especially when you've been you've bullied quite a long time. So it makes sense. You'd be like, "Fuck it." So, so what you're saying is, if you, if that happened to you, and then Alex saw that, Alex would be a bit pissed off with you. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My kingdom. You're like, oh, My crown. Fuck you. I'll go work in the smelly fish and chip shop. <laughs> oh. But yeah, and obviously, yeah, there's them trying to get Mal back while mm-hmm. also dealing with the party threat. Yeah. Obviously, Mal, she feels like an outsider again. She's been forced to be someone she's not. And she's obviously gone. Her first instinct is to go back to the aisle. That's what somewhere where she's used to. Makes sense. That's like her safety zone. She's going in there because it's the only thing she's able to do. Which makes sense. I like how they still carry on the idea of her not quite understanding what... Struggling to understand what love is. And it's finally her... This film to her accepting that she now... No, she loves Ben. Did we find out in the end bit? She loves first kiss. As every single fucking Disney, <laughs> Disney trope. Yep. Oh no, um, you're under a spell. Give me some right, smooch. Snog. <laughs> but she's unconscious. She can't consent to it. So fine, fine. <laughs> Disney fine. logic Disney is fine. Logic. It's <laughs> not rapey at all. But she's basically dead. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's a thing of um, them kissing unconscious women, isn't there? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's fine though. This is the other way around. It's like a not conscious fully man. <laughs> Opposite way this time. Isn't that basically porn? <laughs> Probably. Probably one out there somewhere. Um, but yeah, honestly, I prefer this one to the last one. Mm-hmm. I think it's much better. It's definitely a lot It's more... definitely Zombies 2 to Zombies 1. Yeah. It's got more action. Obviously, there's like actual fight scenes of like um, them little pirate with swords Cutlasses. and stuff. There's a lot more. There's the fucking the giant CGI octopus at Uma versus giant dragon dragon Mal. Just quite cool. The fact that because Maleficent got a dragon, give Mal a dragon, and I like it. It's, it looks like different as well. Instead of being that black dragon with the hints of purple, pure purple with hints of green, it gives her more personality. <laughs> Um, no. It's good to see, like, she's getting stronger in the first episode. All she really did was glowy eyes and magic. It's good to see her other side. The big fuck of dragon. I mean, first movie, not first episode. I thought I said movie. You said episode. In my head, I said movie, so it's fine. But, uh, you said episode. <laughs> I have the recording. You said episode. I meant movie. That's why I was just like... Wait, what? I meant movie. <laughs> this isn't a TV show. I mean, it'd work as a TV show, but it's a movie. I meant movie, okay? But yeah, honestly, this is, again, like Zombies 2 to Zombies mm-hmm. 1. It's a lot better for me. Uh, I think the music's way better uh, by a mile. Mm. Uh, there's, there's not really a song in this film that I, I, I basically just don't, I go, eh, to. Every single one, I just go, eh, that's pretty good. Mm. That's pretty good. Um... There's a lot of more emotional moments I find in this one. Obviously, yeah. It's a, a lot more. They focus not just on the romance between Mal and Ben. And the romance between Mal and Evie. I mean, yeah. what? I mean, literally, there's the obviously the one song which is very heavily a hint. Hint that. So it's going on between them two. Yeah, a big hint. There's definitely history there. <laughs> I like to think there's other like flashback scenes that we don't see. They do. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I mean, I, I, I know Mal has said that she wants. Well, Bill Cameron said that she wants Mal to have. Canonically be with her. Yeah, like she she said, like with her and Harry Hook, she thinks Mal has had like history with them. Because even that one scene with Harry. Bubblegum. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of sexual tension there, but that might just be because they are boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. I don't know if they still are, but I know at the time they were. Hence the sexual tension. Fuck me eyes. <laughs> but yeah, obviously I think music's much better. I think the mm. choreography and the dancing is a lot better. Yeah, a lot um, more action-packed. And I just think, in general, it's a bit more polished than the first mm-hmm. one. Because again, just like with the first Zombies movie, uh... They couldn't take too many risks with it. Yeah. Um, but then you know, after the success of the first one, mm. then they're able to take the risks. And I'm pretty certain this was like the second most viewed like, Disney Channel oh, yeah, movie yeah. behind High School Musical 2. Yeah, everyone loved this film. It was literally like, right behind it. Mm. So you can see why then they're able to take <laughs> the risks that mm. they're able to because of how well the first one did. I mean, And obviously then the risks going into the third one, yeah. they could do whatever the fucking wanted again. They gave a lot of um, more sets as well in this one. We see a lot more parts of the aisle. 
Like, see, obviously, Uma's chip shop. See, obviously, the highlight that they had, the VKs. See, obviously, the dock more around the aisle, like the actual black street alleyways. It was filming like the Sailor Asylum that was like an abandoned mm. insane asylum. I was, I was reading it online. And they, they, kept, they, thought, they kept saying it was haunted. <clears throat> that whole thing was like just an abandoned mm. insane asylum sort of thing, apparently. Mm-hmm. I was like, most things like this tend to be done with like, abandoned. Mm. Old buildings that people think are really haunted. Oh, the Sam's singing a lesbian song with ghosts going, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not, it's just, again, as it's Zombies 2 to Zombies 1. Mm-hmm. It's improved in every aspect. The characters are better, they're more um, evolved. Yeah. There's a lot more to them mm-hmm. from the first one. Obviously, uh, Carlos, for example, mm. he's now got things for obviously uh, Jane. Jane, obviously uh, mm. Fred Godmother's daughter. Um, you see him struggling with it. Oh, what's his fucking name? Jay. Jay, that's it. Um, obviously, you see that some maybe there between him and Milan's daughter. Yeah, Lonnie. Because uh, obviously he's like wants her to obviously be a part of the, mm. the sports teams, but obviously the rules that he can't. Basically, but he, he's like, I can't break mm. the rules, but I want to mm. break the rules. Because obviously, big thing with Milan is the Hobbit breaking the rules. Yeah, breaking the rules, going being wanted to be in the, the army, but only men could be in the army. So obviously, Evie, mm. obviously with Doug, uh, who's now, adorable. Now got like a, a little business going on. <laughs> uh, I feel like she gets a lot more screen time. Oh, definitely. I feel like, honestly, personally, she shines yeah. Doug Cameron's uh, maliness. Mm. Personally, I feel yeah, like she she's definitely a lot does. More emotion. She's a lot more. Connected to a lot of the characters, she even has like, scenes with just her and Ben, and there's a lot of emotion for every single scene she's in. She's, yeah, mm-hmm. Sophia Carson did a really good job. Literally, think she outshines Mal mm-hmm. in this, personally. Like I love Mal; she's the best character to me. But in this specific film, Evie does just one up Mal, just, just. Mm-hmm. And I see. Um... <clears throat> Ben gets more involved heavily yeah. with the plot. Uh, yeah, he's mainly part of the love angle last time, whereas this time he's actually part of me, part of like going to the aisle, mm-hmm. trying to help. Yeah, with everything. And you can see a lot of how like he loves Mal like unconditionally, where like even when she like is back at the aisle and she's obviously struggling with trying to be a princess, he's like, "Well, I don't want you to change. I'll change for you." Trying to do. It. Everything he can. So he's a lot more involved back. in the songs as well this time. Oh yeah, definitely. So obviously last time he was mainly only involved in uh, be our guest and mm. obviously did I mention? Whereas this time obviously he's, he's involved in... and obviously uh, mm. chilling like a villain. Like he's a yeah. big part of that song. That whole song's about him. Mm. Um, Learning to chill like a villain. <laughs> obviously um, the big battle mm. sequence. He's a part of that. Obviously the end song. Mm. Um, involved in any of us? Um, don't think he is there. No, singing wise, no. You see him obviously in Way to Be Wicked. You see a lot of other characters in Way to Be Wicked, but mm, that's that's it. But you're involved in a lot more of the the main songs, obviously. The yeah. mentions and obviously be our guests weren't major major parts. Of the yeah, song, then more, track. that was him. The mention was pretty much just him going, I love you. 
and be, I guess, it's just, just a reprisal being, of like, the universe. Look at me, kind of like, I am doing my royalty things, whereas these two is more about, like, actual part of the Plot. story and it's to progress him. Like, it's the character. case of those ones, if you took them out of the film, mm-hmm. you wouldn't miss it. Or if you took yeah, these out of the film, yeah. you'd, you'd miss it because it's a big part of yeah. the film. Obviously, the first one being him trying to become a villain. Mm-hmm. And the second one, him being a hostage yeah. during the big battle, and him trying, trying to, to convince Mal and, and Uma, Uma to stop mm. fighting and just talk this out. That's a good thing as well. Like he still that compassion that we see in the first film, where he wants all the villains to be forgiven. You still see it here, where like he still thinks Uma can be redeemed and wants to give her the chance to like do redeem herself. Really, he, he wants to do a lot. <laughs> All the kids, and obviously, he says he realized him being coming king, he got a bit slacking on like he was too busy focused on the actual king duties. Rather. He forgot to continue bringing people from the island, and you can see he's regretting that. And he's a very good character, I think. Like, he's very like, he needs to work on his raw, though. Yeah, he draws. <laughs> but it's always funny when he does it, it's cringy as fuck, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. The first one was more. F- I think the first one did it more funnier because it was like frozen. He was already like mid raw, and his dad was like mid raw as well. It was <laughs> yeah. more funnier. Whereas it's, just, it's a bit more cringy this time because like, it's like he just runs to the side and roars up uh, and jumps, jumps, jumps in. It's just like did you need to you roar? Really need to do you could just threw the crowd and just jumped in. You didn't have to roar. This one was more yeah. cringy. I felt than the first one. I thought the first one, the first one was definitely that funnier moment. Mm. Just because obviously as well, his dad was about. Mid beast, yeah, as well. Whereas this one is just could have not done it, it's, it's just cringy because you did it. It really you Burger King ass crown. <laughs> At least they're consistent with that crown. Chad's I mean, is way better, <laughs> it's the exact same, it's the exact same printed 3D printed crown, <laughs> but it somehow looks better on him. I feel like it's because he looks like he's a cheap Burger King <laughs> that and his head's the right shape for it. I think mm. that crown was built for his head, whereas when you mm. ever look at it, obviously. He's crowned the first mm. film. Ends, it's like too big for his head. Whereas Chad's, it's literally... I'm, I'm guessing they made it specifically for his head. Mm. So or his head, which is... The right size. Right size, magically. I feel like that's what makes that look a bit better, is the fact that it's not oversized. <laughs> I feel like if Ben's wasn't oversized, you could get mm. away with it. Because it's oversized, it looks like a cheap-ass Burger King crown. Oh, I mean, Chad was fucking... He's, I like how Chad's more of a broken man in this effort, in this. This film, <laughs> this film, obviously he, Audrey has broken up with him. Like he can see, he's like very desperate to try and grab that power. Like he's like, try like, oh, I, 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 I want to be king. I, I should be king. Oh, but Ben's missing. I think I might be king. <laughs> Levick is breaking the car yeah. room to use the three D printer. It's the three D printer. He's got a whole. Wait, hey, how'd you get a key to my room? I three D printed one last time. <laughs> he comes back in later. Key. <laughs> I like to think he's got like a, a whole fucking bag full of three D printed keys yeah, in the room. He's got loads of them. Oh, Aubrey, you 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 you're trapped in the forest. I'll be right there. That's like six hours away. Well, I thought it'd be longer. I'll be quicker than I thought. <laughs> and that's his way out oh. of the movie until he comes back a broken, broken record. Oh, yeah, in, in the third film, he is. He's a wreck of a man. <laughs> oh, but he's funny. He's obviously big for it. Like, he's basically the complete opposite to what his father is supposed to be. This big, 
brave, charming, amazing prince. He's just there, like he's a, he's a Chad, but like the Chad, worst Chad, of Chad, 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 Chad. <sighs> oh. But yeah, um, I think the only character that takes, takes like a huge step back this time, personally, yeah, is Doug. Definitely, I feel like in the first one he was a bit more present because of obviously mm. him and obviously Evie like being this yeah. like building their relationship. But this time, get him at the start. And that's kind of it, really. He's at the start and the end. He's pretty much just there for... As the love interest for Evie. That's all he's really used in the film. Like, he's... At the start, obviously... He's actually used as a character in the first one. And the second one, he's just used as kissy-kissy. Yeah, pretty much. Just basically for the romance, like, scenes with Evie. And then, obviously, in the third one, we get more of that relationship. And that really awful ponytail... But... Oh, and dude talks now. Oh yeah, dude, the dog talks, and he's voiced by a person. It's one of the ones who voices the uh, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie in uh, the uh, I said Mighty Ducks, uh, Ducktales reboot. Mm. Pretty certain he's. Don't remember, I'm trying to remember which one. Uh, I think it's either either the green one or the or the blue one. Hmm, it's not the red one. Know that because the woodchuck guy. Turbo. <laughs> Let me see if it's Dewey or Louie. I can't remember. I think it's Louie voices. Mm. I'll be wrong. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, but yeah, it's the, the same guy who voices on those ducks and uh, that. But obviously, he voices a uh, dude, the <laughs> dog, who eats a, uh, a little uh, love sweet, uh, sweet out of Malmade to mm. make a. Truth sweet. Truth sweet, that's the word. Mm. I don't love sweet. And obviously, he speaks the truth now <laughs> and just doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's a time and place to talk, dude, and this is not the time. <laughs> this is jacket made me look fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Funny, dude, is. Mm. Definitely adds that a bit more of a uh, back and forth now with Carlos, yeah. because before he's just a dog and a guy talking to a dog, yeah. whereas now there's that back and forth between he's them. An actual proper, like, character. Mm. Not just nice, a pet. A better bond between them. Yeah. Like, because they keep that in the next film yeah. as well, which is good. Um, the big part of this film as well is we get, we get to see other perspectives where we get to see Uma's perspective of everything that happens and I do like how she when Mal and the VKs left she took over the aisle yeah she, there's like a big power void and she took over or the aisle that took up the, their turf, basically. Because they're, they're basically gangs. Yeah, the basic gangsters. Yeah. Uh, there's a power struggle between them, and obviously yeah. the VKs were too strong for Uma and the pirates. Mm. Obviously, Harry Hook and uh, fucking, uh, what's his face? Gil. Gil, <laughs> the son of fucking uh, Gaston. Um, oh, uh, my dad said to say hi to your mom, and um, my dad also said to say to your dad that when he sees your dad, he's going to beat your ass. <laughs> He uh, said, beat your ass. Oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He said he wishes he'd finished you off. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. Okay. <laughs> he said he wished you finished I him off. I was paraphrasing. Um, but yeah, obviously, there's a power struggle. Obviously, they were too weak mm. to fight back. And when they all left, there's the, the void's there. Mm. So they moved it in and took over the mm-hmm. turf. And that's why they were stealing from a... Uh, um, Dizzy? Mm-hmm. Yes, he is Dizzy. I was just like, is it Dizzy? I'm going to get mixed up with Bumpy yeah, Builder again. <laughs> But yeah, yeah Dizzy. I thought mm. so. But yeah, obviously, obviously they've took over the turf and obviously they keep mm. stealing from them. Obviously, stealing money 
than anything they can get. Mm. And obviously then, even Ben. <laughs> They're still Ben. <laughs> They're still Ben. And cause obviously like a massive battle for the wand. I like how... Wand like, for the crown. They had the entire song of Ben learning to like... Just... Chill like a villain. Try and chill out like a villain. Instantly and gets caught. instantly gets captured. <laughs> but, he goes, I'm going to wander off. <laughs> I, I did, one of the things I do find funny, obviously, Gil's probably the more funnier character in this mm. movie, out of every character. Oh, definitely. Like, especially during the first time you meet him, when they're doing the um, What's My Name song. Mm. And at the end, she's like, What's My Name? He's like, Shrimpy! <laughs> And then Hulk just turns around and just like throws him out. He tries to get back in. He's sat on like a naughty step outside. And it's funny. He's like walking down the street and he obviously runs into him. He's like, "Hey, wait a minute!" I know. He's there looking at the poster, looking at me. Like, oh, you're you're King, King Ben. ben. I see. You're AVJ Carlos. Hi guys. Oh, it's gonna be love this. <laughs> oh, it's oh, funny that was. I was always trying to explain who he is to him. Though. I was like. Like, come on, you know, it's me. He's like, you know, my, yeah, my this and that. <laughs> and his neck is fit. And then I was like, yeah, no, we don't have a clue, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, Gil's definitely like the standout mm-hmm. comedic part of this movie. Obviously, if Chad was the first film, he's definitely the second film. Mm. And obviously then there's the power struggle for comedic side in the third film between them two. <laughs> oh. It's like, it's like um, obviously, in Peter Pan, like one pirate that's like, the innocent kind of part of the old guy with the Sneed. Mm. It's basically like that, really. He's like that kind of character for Harry. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Smeed or Sneed, I think his name mm. is. The little fat guy. Yeah, the one we see in the third film. Yeah. Yes, because he's got the two twins, hasn't he? That yes. look like. <laughs> two little... <laughs> yeah. I remember, yes. The two little twins, yes, I remember. Yeah, I think it's, it's either Sneed or Sneed. Mm. One last. It's, it begins with an S and it definitely mm. ends in Eed. I can just, I can just hear mm. Captain Hook like yelling there as the crock as I was trying to tick tock tick tick tock is trying to eat him. I wonder if the crock isn't all done. <laughs> I mean, that would have been cool. Knowing Harry jumps in the water, yeah. If all you heard was tick tock tick tock, mm. and then that's like when he's like, "Oh crap!" And that's when obviously he like, yells to Uma to help him out the water. Yeah, like, that would have made sense. That would have been pretty. That would have been pretty cool. That would like mm. a little Easter egg. Like he just hears the ticking of a clock. I mean, the closest we've got is he's always carrying a pocket watch. Yeah, it's the closest. But I mean, it would have been mm. cool if you heard like a proper. Yeah. And maybe even like if you saw like a tail or something splashing the water, mm. and then he's like, "Get the water in there." That'd have been pretty cool. But obviously, we don't get to see that. Or maybe like he wears like crocodile boots or something. There's some think like, yeah, we yeah, he dealt it. We, my dad killed it. Or, like, I killed or something. Say, mm. It would have been interesting. Yeah. The closest we've got is a pocket watch room. But, still, I don't like how Harry's very, like, very Scottish and very aggressive <laughs> the entire time. He's definitely like his old man. An arsehole. <laughs> oh. Which, you know, is what Captain Hook needs to be. Yeah. He's this arsehole who's basically trying he's to... An actual fucking pirate, basically. Yeah. And I like how he's very obsessed with having the hook, even though he doesn't really need it. <laughs> I know, because he, I mean, when obviously he gets kicked in the water by Jay, isn't it? Yeah, because Jay's like, Jay, like, carrying the hook over, he's like, no, come on, come on, please. <laughs> and he drops it in the water, and obviously yeah. he dives it. He has a choice, then to go after him, or get his hook, and he chooses the hook. Mm. There's definitely some kind of thing happening with his family, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing so. And again, we never get to see Hook, do we? No, we don't really get to see most of the other, like, villain parents. The only ones we see, obviously, in the first one, and there's a few in the third one. 
And in this one, you get to hear Ursula. Yeah. Who is Whoopi fucking Goldberg. Mm-hmm. You just hear her go, Hey, shut up in there! Fucking <laughs> tentacle comes out. Go and do the dishes. And obviously you hear the grandma of Dick, uh, Dizzy, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The evil stepmother. Yeah. That evil grandmother. <laughs> you see, obviously, her. Obviously, you don't really get to see it. Oh, so you going to the third one, you get to see some of the other yeah. villainous parents, obviously. Not going to say which, because then mm. that's something I want to say in the next it's one. It's a big, a big spoiler, one of them is. A big, big spoiler. And there's a couple of others that are pretty good. Yeah. Obviously, we've mm. already mentioned one. Yeah. Sneed. Smeed. Whatever his fucking name is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of others that do mm-hmm. pop up that we will mention in the third one. Yeah. Um, Trying to think what else here. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Personally, I think Uma's a better villain than uh, the Maleficent in the first yeah. one. Personally, really. Personally, because I feel like it's it, it's in it's different because obviously mm-hmm. Maleficent's always evil. Yeah. Whereas Uma has been raised she's, by someone who's evil. So she's, she's a the, complex oh, character. Exactly. She, Uma is basically. Mal before she went to Oradon. That's pretty much what Uma is. Because mm. I feel like they can do a lot more t- mm. with Uma than Maleficent because of the age between yeah. her and Mal. The fact there's a... Yes, there's history between Mal and Maleficent because mother and daughter, but mm-hmm. there's history between these two because, as you say, Uma was bullied by Mal. Mm-hmm. So there's the history there. So I personally feel like Uma's the better villain. Yeah, and we'll see more about her in the next film. As, I mean, because then it progresses on to the next one, whereas Maleficent... Mm. All you get to see is the little lizard. Yeah. That's it. The colour change lizard. Yeah. Went from being a purple, black and purple. To green, isn't it? To pure green. It's like... I thought it did. Why have I done that? But yeah, personally, I think mm-hmm. Uma's the better villain. Mm-hmm. And I personally think she has the better song for the villain. Mm. What's My Name is way better than... Um... People Like Me. Yeah. What's My Name is way better. I like Maleficent as a villain, but I do prefer Uma cause, mostly because she's more of a complex villain. Whereas Maleficent's more of a um, cartoonish villain. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that there's more cartoonish sides of Maleficent, whereas Uma's not really. She's, yeah, it's like... She's designed like all the rest of the characters. Mm-hmm. She like fits into the movie and doesn't look out of place. Yeah. Whereas Maleficent, how she was acting a lot of times, did look a bit out of place because of being cartoonish. Ah. That's what I mean. Mm. And to top it off, she had a really like over the top cartoonish looking outfit. <laughs> to be fair, that, that that's just more because it's what it's based off. All the her and especially her and the um evil queen have like very cartoonish, very, very accurate, accurate. Yeah, very accurate. But, look, but looks a bit cartoonish. Yeah, because most 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 accurate stuff looks very cartoonish. <laughs> I, I disagree on the mm-hmm. um. That for when they did Maleficent in the movie for um, oh, yeah. the Angelina Jolie one, they mm. gave that an updated look and it looked a bit more gritty and still looked mm. accurate but more realistic. Mm. But then again, bigger budget, you yeah. do a lot more. It's a kids' film. But, uh, so I mean that that one, I feel like it's the first one that they were trying to obviously fully highlight what it was. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one they didn't need to. So that's why yeah. they were able to utilize less bigger name characters as villains. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's a kid this time, not yeah. an adult. It's like she's like person who plays Uma. She she's very like a, a Disney actress. Like she's 
has her own like Disney show, Ant Farm, and she's obviously done a lot more um, other shows as well. Like she's done two episodes of Wizard Waverly Place. I only know her from Black Lightning. Mm. It's obviously his daughter. Yeah, she, that's the only thing I know her from. She started off in Disney of a Disney. Shows. I know she did because mm. I've I've seen uh, when obviously when I lock up the cast mm. a lot of times for, mm. to get information. I see stuff like this. Yeah, obviously I've only ever seen it in this and Black Lightning. Yeah, well I used to watch Ant Farm a lot, so I was I was used to her being in that. Mm. Yeah, that's so she's she's a lot more connected to the rest of the cast because they like rest of the kids. So there's going to be a lot of... Better chemistry mm. compared to Maleficent, who's yeah. this older character. Mm. Like, obviously, like on when the film came out, there was a lot of little behind-the-scenes stuff that they used to do. Like there would be them just driving in a car, talking about the film, and just singing the songs that they've recorded and stuff. And there's little, you see a lot of bond between all of them. That, is, that was nice to see. That'll obviously carry on in the next film. This film, it's more of a rivalry than like yeah. actual. I want to destroy the world. Uma doesn't want to destroy the world. She just wants to escape the island. Yeah, have the like <clears throat> have the same treatment that Mal did. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Prefer Uma personally. Mm. Maybe it's because I've preferred the Little Mermaid to <laughs> uh, Sleeping Beauty. See, I was line. obsessed to Sleeping Beauty as a kid, so it's probably why Mal and Maleficent is a big part of character that I like the most. Ironically, when it was Aurora, I liked the most, but... <laughs> most I've probably seen uh, mm-hmm. Little more than I've seen Sleeping Beauty, Yeah. so that's probably why I prefer mm-hmm. Uma as a villainous character to Maleficent. Mm. Um, is there anything else, really? Um, oh, we covered everything. I mean, we talk about costumes. Costumes look as good as it did yeah, in the last one. But and you can see in Mal's costume, there's very a lot of pirate aspect to it. Obviously, because this is more of a pirate film. Shown as you see, like it's like fishnets and like yeah. stuff out on the details, the jacket and stuff. See, so you do see a lot of different costumes for Evie because that's Evie. a whole character. Mm. And Carlos and Jay's costume still seems a bit the same. They're all basically the same, but they're just all updates slightly. Mm-hmm. Look a bit more like yeah. a sequel. Like, like the first one did enough so they can update a bit more mm. money into them. And we see the old costumes in the first song. Yeah. Wicked. That's more of like a flashback to a, a, like a daydream that Mal yeah. was having of them still being these And like then it pushes kids. into the presence of. How they look now. All blonde and... I feel like that's just a way of them showing, obviously, the updated... How it's mm-hmm. updated. I think that's their way of doing yeah. that. But yeah, costumes still look good. Mm-hmm. Special effects still look all right. It's mm-hmm. Disney Channel. You can't really knock yeah. too much about it. Uh, tentacles may look a bit weird at times. Mm. Now, would you say this dragon looked better than the first one? When it... Not moving, yes. But when mm-hmm. it's moving, sometimes it looks a bit janky. Yeah. Like when it's flying, there's a couple of moments. Not like all the time when it's flying, mm. it's just a couple of moments when it's like close by the camera. It looks a bit janky flying past yeah. a bit. But normal shots of it don't look too bad. Mm-hmm. It's like... I think it's because they did the distance shots with it yeah. compared to the first one where it was close up. I think that's what didn't help the first one. It was, mm. it was close up and it was bright. This time it's a bit more darker. Mm. It's more zoomed out. The more CJ focuses on this giant ass Uma. 
with these <laughs> giant ass tentacles. It looks weird when she's with someone on screen, but when she's by herself, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah. But when you're bent in the water, it looks a bit weird. The, uh, the, the CGI looks a bit weird against him, and mm. then the dragon also looks weird against him. Maybe just don't put anything in scenes with him, because then it won't look weird ass yeah. as fuck. I mean, the dragon to me looks very the, like old fa- you're like the old fashioned like puppet like um, stop motion stuff. Stop, yeah, looks kind kind of like that to me. See, I kind of like it. I like physically the actual des- prefer the design of Maleficent's dragon, but visually, uh, Miles looks Miles better. looks better because it's more there's more budget to it. Mm. Yeah, and I've, I do like about they build on. The relationship between all the V kids, like you see, um, I see Jay and Carlos. They, they're like a big brother aspect that's dialed higher. Yeah. Like, I see, see Carlos being like, "We should, um, like, I'll be tired of you, like, basically, to having your own like emotional conversations on your own. All four of us are a family. Deal with it together." And then they sit down and walk through, obviously, all. Miles' insecurities and stuff. And then Jay, when they're all gone, Jay says to her, like, if he doesn't, like, really love you and you really don't want to go home, I'll take you home myself. You see, like, the, the big brother aspects of them. And I really like that. Very good. Yeah. Anything else you think of? No. I was no. done a while ago. It's just you find other things that you can talk about. I remembered some of that. Oh, I remember that bit. <laughs> mm, I can't think of more now. Okay, then let's move on to the ratings then. Yeah. Uh, again, Zombies 2 to Zombies 1. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go high as fuck with this, but I'm going to go above while well, I'm in Descendants 1 and give it an 8 out of 10, which is obviously a silver egg. Mm-hmm. Um, in comparison to Zombies, would I prefer this to Zombies 2? No. I prefer Zombies 2, just because I like the werewolf aspect. Personally. Yes, I think there's more story in these ones because mm-hmm. these are like two hour movies compared to an hour and a half films. Yeah. But personally, I like the zombie storyline of Zombies 2. Zombie storyline? The werewolf storyline of Zombies yeah. 2. The zombie storyline's all over Zombies. That's what it's called, fucking Zombies. No, I prefer the, the storyline of obviously Zombies 2 to this. Mm-hmm. Personally. You see, I love Zombies 2. I love the werewolf. I know you're going to say just... It, 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 but I have been... I love this film out of all of the Descendant films. All of the Disney films. What's this going to be? I give it a 10 out of 100. Wait, no. 100 out of 10. <laughs> it's a stupid ass fucking rating you always give. Up way around. I mean, if I could give 110. <laughs> no, it's out of 10. It's physically out of 10. You can't go above 10. I, get, I let you off with Dora because you were fucking doing that one yourself. I let you off with that one. That and I fell asleep internally multiple times while listening to that whole discussion because it went on for like almost fucking god knows how long. I lost track of the time in the end. And you saying you were bored of me? No, I mean just the, generally the podcast went on for way too long, and I regretted my decision of letting you host it. And uh, I feel like that was a signal of the chat, the old chat I came down for. But now I can force you to hurry it up by going like this next year until you go fuck it. It's carry on. Well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would give it a 10 Because genuinely, not, I love this film, okay? Like, I used to watch this film so many times when it came out. 
and this is only the second time I've watched this. The song, really? Yeah, I only watched this twice. I watched it with you lot, and I watched this. Then I've seen Zombies two three times. I've mm-hmm. seen this that more than this. I've probably seen this like eleven times, probably. I've watched it a lot, a lot. I'm... Weirdo, watching this movie eleven times. Yeah, I used to weirdo. Like... Sometimes if I watch Jaws at least once every year. Reminds me, I haven't watched it yet this year. <laughs> oh God, no, no. <laughs> I'll be watching it at some point this week. Oh yeah, the week. I can see my 4K copyright now. Yeah, I. Chris, oh, my glasses now. Good. Continue. I like some lot. Like it's the one where like I want to put a big Disney film on. I would probably put this one on. This one specifically. The first one might also be on possibility, but I do a big one for me. Like, I prefer this to any of the high school musical films, and I like high school musical films. I guess I'm just not a, I'm just not a Disney uh, Channel movie fanboy like you, but you're a fangirl. Yeah, I grew up on the films, okay? Me and my sister like, sits sit in the room watching all these films. Well, not the Simpsons, because that went out. It was 2017, so clearly not. High School Musical and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I've watched a lot of Disney films. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, so then that gives Descendants to the Cheddar Cave overall rating of 9 out of 10. Gold. I keep thinking that every time. Yes, you are. Um, Okay, so MVP. I'm going to say Evie. Yeah. As soon as I was watching it, I was like, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's usually after the movie I tend to get like the MVP in my mind, but while I was watching it, I was into like, Evie. Mm-hmm. Like, especially early on, there's a, there a lot more to that character this yeah. time, rather than just being a character that's trying to be dumb to fit, obviously get the prince. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to her, obviously trying to help a friend, maybe a lover, out. <laughs> so I definitely feel like Evie is definitely the MVP in my, my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not going to beat Uma. Hmm. Didn't really think of the runner up yet. Mm. The pirates in general, all of them. Like, Mine's Harry. <laughs> that's something it's like, Harry. All of them in general. Like Harry, Harry, mm. uh, Gil, and fucking Uma. Yeah. Because they all bounce off each other really well. Obviously, Uma and Harry mm. have this relationship. And then, obviously, Gil and Harry. Obviously, Gil's never massive relationship with Uma, but it's because he keeps calling her shrimping. She keeps, <laughs> she keeps getting pissed off at him. <laughs> but I definitely feel like. I have to give it to one of them now. Uh, hmm. Let's give it to one of them. Ooh, it's tricky because obviously Uma's got the serious villain aspect. Yeah. Harry's got the very dark aspect to him. Oh, he's very like edgy dark. And then Gil's got the really dopey as fuck. I'm an idiot. Mm. Look at me. Kind of look to him. Um, I like Harry. I feel like him and Uma have in it more than Gil, so yes. that gets, pushes him out of the equation, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, See, Harry and, and Uma. I mean, Uma has the, like, the big villain, sort of, like... She, she's basically the Mal, pretty much. And Harry's, like, he's, she's, like, Harry's supposed to be the, the J, and Uma's supposed to be the Mal, kind of. Like, they're parallels. That's why it's... Always Harry and Jay fighting, and Uma and Mal fighting. But I, I just I like the, basically how dark Harry is in this. 
Mm. He's very violent. Like, he wants to... Kill people. Basically, yeah, he wants to literally kill Ben. Because he's like... And it was like, let him free. And he's like, oh, I didn't get that moment of fun. <laughs> he's very sadistic, basically. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's how you give it to Harry, then. Yeah. It's kind of a suck-up as well to Uma. Yeah, there's very, like... He's very smooth when it comes to like. There's definitely something that's there between them as well. Yeah. So yeah, Harry runner up. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay then. Uh, favorite moment, I believe, is next. Ooh. Um. Hmm. This is a tricky one. I'm trying to think of like a specific moment that stood out the most for me. Mm-hmm. Uh. Ooh, shit. Sorry, going through the, the scenes in my head, like, mm-hmm. this now, this now, this now. Um... Even though it's the musical, I'm not going to say, because the, the being musical, I mean, the big battle between yeah. us in, in the musical. Just, af- just after yeah, the song. Yeah, just after the song, the, the, the battle they actually mm-hmm. have. Is actually a sword fight, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. So I'd, I'd probably, if I was to give it one, I'd probably say that. Mm-hmm. If it's either that or just do talking, I would say the basically the scene where all four Vikas have their little emotional moment. They're all talking. They're all being like supportive of each other. The whole sibling moment, pretty much. And that one, it shows how much. Close to they've become. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that one. Okay, uh, okay. Favorite musical moment. Uh, I'm gonna instantly say Space Between. Yeah. I absolutely love that song. It's my favorite song mm-hmm. of the movie, and it's definitely probably made possibly my favorite song of the franchise. I just really love that mm. song. There's a. L- it's just a really beautiful mm. song. There's definitely a lot of like. A cliche going on. So you always go for the emotional songs. I just like that song. And I was good for the fun songs. <laughs> I just really like that song. Mm. For me, hands down, it's chilling like a villain. I was obsessed with that song for a long time. Like, I remember I just every now and then so be stuck in my head and I was like writing down somewhere. Like, I was just singing it in my head. I loved it, so it's got to be that song. Okay. It's a fun song. Also, it's a big like Evie song as well. Yeah, it is. She's the most the lead kind of singing that song gets a lot of the songs going forward mm. like she's a big part of a lot of them especially in the third film as well there's yeah. two songs where she plays a big part in mm-hmm. um okay I think that covers everything then um have you seen Descendants 2 if mm-hmm. you have put it in the comments below uh, if you're watching this on YouTube obviously yeah. um obviously you can also check the audio files out on mm-hmm. Spotify iTunes Amazon Music Audible, I think it's on. Mm. Yeah, you know, usual podcasting places. Um, and yeah, um, next, well, before next week, actually, we have a bonus episode going out where mm-hmm. we talk about uh, Moon Knight Series 1 and Miss Marvel Series 1. So we did a big, like, just uh, like an hour 10, maybe an hour 20 podcast mm. where we gave both a like, half hour each to talk about. And obviously, we reviewed them and raised them. So do check that out. That will be going out on. Monday, I believe mm-hmm. it is uh, uh, the eighth. I think I'm, that's going out. Mm. If that's not a Monday, 
Let's pick a Monday that's right by it. Today's <laughs> a Monday. Is that a Monday? I was trying to work yeah. forward. I'm trying to work from when the, pred- the new Predator movie comes out. And that's my, that's my jump point. Going, da, 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 yeah, da, da. 8th specifically Monday. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. That was going out on the 8th. But then, for our regularly scheduled podcast, mm-hmm. obviously, next Friday, we'll be taking a look at the final entry of Descent's uh, trilogy, Descendants 3, mm-hmm. which was released in 2019, I believe yes. it was. Um, so, yeah. Um, we hope you enjoyed. And we will see you for whichever podcast or whichever video mm-hmm. we see you for next. Bye.